You're listening to The Teaching Toolbox with Brittany and Ellie. Join them as they talk all things middle school. Middle school can be a challenging time for students, but what if we told you there's a way to create a positive and inclusive classroom culture that fosters growth and success for all students? In this episode, we'll explore the strategies and stories behind building a classroom community that empowers students to thrive. Here we go. It really only takes three main points, three main areas to build a positive classroom culture. I think it it revolves around having clear expectations and a routine for students, building yeah. relationships. Absolutely. And then making sure that you're paying attention to the social emotional part of the student. So why don't we talk Absolutely. about each of those? Okay. Do how about can I start with the expectations and routines? Because that's one of my favorites. <laughs> so years and years ago when I um, – not when I started teaching, but a few years after I started teaching that book, um, what is it? How to Be an Effective Teacher on the First Days of School by Harry and Rosemary Wong was an eye-opener for me. And it really helped me establish all kinds of routines in the classroom so that we had some expectations for how things were going to go every day. So we had our morning routine when we came in, you know, signing in on a clipboard, getting ready for the day, going to the locker, doing all those things. And we had those like spelled out in a, in a piece of paper for kids that they could keep in their binder. And then also on a poster in the classroom so that if they forgot what they were supposed to do in the morning, it was there for them. And so just having that routine established, I think really helps kids understand what they're supposed to do, how their day's supposed to go, what's expected of them. And there's no constant reminding and nagging like, hey, you're supposed to do this or hey, you're supposed to do that. What do you think about routines and, the, I and that kind of thing? I love routines. Um, I use them all the time in my classroom. I think a lot of teachers don't realize that every single little area in your room is a microcosm and every single little area needs a routine. The mm -hmm. library needs a routine. The signing in and out for the bathroom needs a routine. The pencil sharpening area needs a routine. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have those routines and you, you practice them and rehearse them and build them into the student's habit zone, then you're going to have a classroom that works like a well-oiled machine. Absolutely. Even, you know, how do you hand your papers in when you're finished with your papers? Is it something you're supposed to keep at your desk? Do you go and put it in a tray? One of my favorite bathroom things was um, if kids had to go to the bathroom I did not have them just raise their hand because everybody raises their hand if they have a question. So how do I know that you need to go to the bathroom without like calling on all of the people and then this kid says, can I go to the bathroom? So we had a signal in our class, which was I think just holding up two hand, two fingers, like the peace sign almost. So if they had to go to the bathroom and it was really an emergency and they couldn't wait, they just put their hand up like that. 
And then they knew I would just nod at them and say, you know, yeah, go. And there was no interruption. There was no reason to um, sit there and wait. But that was one of my favorites. <laughs> and it seems like a silly thing, but we all know bathroom questions can interrupt the day um, or, or get kids a little bit off track. So I love, I love that bathroom routine. It was fun. And then they had a certain sign-out routine. So our school required that you had to sign out in the sign-out log and you had to take a pass. But they knew all that because, as you said, we practiced it. We made sure they knew the routine so that it just became something seamless that was part of the classroom. I did something in additional to that. I had little tiny passes that they'd put on their desk so Mm -hmm. that we knew where they were, whether they were at the nurse or at the bathroom or – Maybe they ran to the library to get something. And so if there was a drill or if there was somebody came to get them from the resource center or wherever, we knew where they were. Oh, I love that. And so we could easily say, you know, this is where they're supposed to be. You know, they've been gone a long time. We need to find them or (laughs) wherever. So were those like little laminated things or? Yes, the laminated things about the size of a business card. And did each student have their own set or did you kind of, they get them from a certain place in the they room? They got them or? from the the pass area where they signed out. Okay. Yeah. Just set and them on the And then they just desk. put that on their desk before they left the room. Oh, that's very cool. I like that. Very good. How about dismissing at the end of a class period or at the end of the day? Did you have certain routines for what students were supposed to do for that? Uh, yeah, we had a carpool system. And so students had to sit in their desk and work on homework until they heard their number. Oh, okay. And so that was pretty much our routine for that. Um, Occasionally we'd play game while they waited for their number to be called. But it had to be a silent game, so we'd play silent ball. Oh, I love silent ball. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's a great way to wrap up the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had routines for just leaving class, any class. It was just one of the routines was that they actually all had to be sitting down. That was an expectation that everybody was going to be sitting down. Nobody was trying to get to the door to escape more quickly than anybody (laughs) else. So, you know, they had to be sitting down. Their area had to be cleaned up so that they weren't leaving a mess for the next class, that kind of thing. Um, And we also had a few minutes at the end of the class period to write down their homework. Because our kids went from class to class to class, and if they didn't get that homework dotted down before they left, then, you know, they might be stuck not knowing what they were supposed to do. We did actually keep all of the homework for all of our team on every single board in in all of those rooms, so they could grab it potentially later in the day. But we did give them a couple minutes before the end of class to write that down and make sure that they had that because the expectation is that they're going to write down their homework and then get it done at some point during the day. We did the same thing. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Woo. All right. Anything else about routines or expectations? I think they just communicate a purpose for learning and help Mm -hmm. kids understand uh, what's expected of them so that they don't feel like they're trapped or they they're lost or mm-hmm. you know it just opens up those lines of communication for students right, absolutely and just thinking about on days that you're not there when a sub comes in and you have all of those routines and expectations set and they know exactly how things are supposed to go it makes life a little bit easier for the sub because the students can say 
well, this is what we're supposed to do. This is our routine. It's posted in the room. I actually used to leave those routines in my binder, my sub binder, so that the sub could look and see this is what they're supposed to do and they know it. So this is what they should be expecting to see. Definitely. Yeah. Statistics say 66% of teachers have a hard time with classroom management, whether it's seating, personalities, time management, noise, or something else, classroom management can be tough. By using time-tested forms, fun games and activities, interactive materials and plans, and celebrating successes of all types, you can become a classroom management ninja and stop being a part of that 66%. Check out the category Classroom Management in the Colorado Classroom Store on TPT or join the Colorado Classroom Classroom Management Newsletter by grabbing a digital mental health check-in form at thecoloradoclassroom.com slash shop. Soon, your classroom management problems will vanish just like the ninja in the night. All right. So the other thing you talked about where you mentioned was relationships. So building relationships with students, what was something that you love to do that helped you build relationships? I love to build relationships with students. I think, you know, getting to know your students, it both inside and outside of the classroom is important. I loved to go to their games and their dance Mm -hmm. recitals and piano recitals and just getting to know them and seeing their their smiles just beaming when you're at their game or when they oh, yeah. notice you in the crowd was just was just a highlight of every school year you know seeing that you cared um, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah I love going to baseball games I remember when I first started teaching I would take my oldest daughter. She was a couple years old um, and she would come to the games and this, the kids would get to meet her and, and play with her a little bit and that kind of thing. That was really fun. Yeah. And then one thing, you know, just inside in the classroom is saying hello to them every morning as they're coming in, like being out in the hallway. I mean, for us, we had lockers in the hallway. So when our students got to school, they were spending time in the hallway at their lockers. And so just taking some time to say hello to them every day, check in with them. How are you doing? That kind of thing, I think, makes them feel like you're really paying attention to them and you really care about what their day is like and getting their day off to a good start. Yeah. Our lockers were in the classroom, um, but I think greeting them at the door lets them know that you do care and that you want to, you know, check in with them and see, are you having a good day? Is there anything I can help you with? You know, Mm -hmm. or, or why are you down? You know, is there something I can do for you? Do we need to call mom? Do we need to, Mm -hmm. you know, do we need to go see the counselor or something like that? Just lets them know that you care. Yeah. And, and doing that on a regular basis really helps you recognize their body language. Notice, you know, when they are coming in with a different look on their face or they're carrying themselves in a different way or they seem stressed about something. Um, And it's so important. They're more willing to take part in learning when they know that you actually care about their life and what they're like and what they're feeling. Yeah. 
And then yeah. you get to, you start getting to notice the little things like, oh, they're wearing, you know, a shirt with SpongeBob on it today, mm-hmm. or they're wearing, you know, blue jeans every single day, you know, and they don't look like they've been washed or, you know, mm-hmm. they're carrying a lunchbox that has this decal on it. And so it just lets you see over and over different aspects of who they are and you can start to make connections with them mm-hmm. based on what you like and what you what you favorite and then you start to you know make jokes with them and make connections with them and that's where you get to really build a strong relationship with them absolutely i don't think we can say enough about how important that is then when they're having a bad day you can take that relationship and you can use it to your advantage mm-hmm. and you can say, you know, what's going on? How can we write this ship? How can we fix things? You know, why are you making the choices that you're making right now? And you can talk to them at a higher level where you're using some of your own examples mm-hmm. to reach them in a way that you haven't done before. Right. And when we know their interests and we know things about them and they're having a difficult time with a concept or something, you know, there might be a a way to tie in something that they're interested in with that concept in order to help it make a little bit more sense or in order to help them just get a little bit more connected to it, especially, you know, in math or (laughs) things like that that can sometimes be, give them like a mental block. Yeah. Yeah. All right, our third one, if we're ready to go on, third idea um, was the social and emotional connection that we can make with students. So do you have something that you um, love about that aspect? (laughs) I love to celebrate successes in kids, whether their grades are up or they're just showing more more effort. in their Mm -hmm. work or in just in their, you know, they're trying harder in class. Um, I love to celebrate when they help other students. Right. Um, When they're like picking up somebody's pencil box that fell over. I love to celebrate when they, you know, ran a mile in PE for the first time or, you know, when they read 30 books in, mm-hmm. in the library book club or whatever. So I, I love to give awards and certificates to kids for, for anything and everything that I can think of. And it's not the everybody's special, you know, everybody gets an award kind of thing. It's more, right. there's plenty of things to celebrate and plenty of things to, to acknowledge in everybody. Mm-hmm. So let's acknowledge those. We don't have to be negative. The world's negative enough, you know? (laughs) Right. right. Something you said reminded me, um, at one point in time, we had like little tickets kind of thing, like wow tickets or something. I don't remember what we called them. But if you did see somebody picking up a piece of paper or something like that, you'd give them like a little wow ticket because they did a good job taking care of the classroom or taking care of their school. If they were helping somebody, you might give them one because they were being kind to other people. And you might give them for all of the things that you mentioned, like the the running the mile and, and that kind of thing. And then eventually they could cash those in for different things. Like if they got 10 of them, maybe they could get a homework pass. Or if they got 30 of them, they could get um, – 
a free period for the class or they could put their tickets together to get some kind of reward like that. But that it's just little things like that that makes them feel good about themselves. And yeah, they get a little ticket. So that's kind of an external reward or an extrinsic reward, but they also have that internal intrinsic motivation to do some of those things just because just, and so they don't know when they're going to get it. They're just trying to be good citizens on a regular basis and do good things and, and get acknowledged for, for those kinds of things. We used to do a student of the month type of thing. Our school would do a student of the month, but then our team, our teams would do student of the month and we would pick somebody from every homeroom that maybe, you know, was just really positive and really helpful to other people or had really improved a lot in the previous month or put forth just so much effort. And so we used to do that on a monthly basis. And then we did the end of the year rewards or awards. But I was thinking it would be neat to do quarterly awards. And like for this quarter, this person excelled in this thing because we had so many different categories at the end of the year. And it was always so hard to pick somebody for the whole year that represent, you know, that represented that category. So I think it would be cool to do quarterly things as well. Yeah. Yeah. We did student of the month and end of year awards as well. Yeah. 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 I love to do birthdays, celebrate birthdays mm. with the kids. I bought uh, confetti and I put it in like a syrup jar and I'd go over and I'd sprinkle confetti over their head and make a mess. Oh, the janitor hated me on birthday days <laughs> and I'd give them like a pencil and, you know, a couple other little trinkets and just we'd all sing happy birthday to them and just make them feel valued because, you know, some kids don't even get that from home. Um, mm -hmm. I like to do mental health check-ins occasionally, like maybe once a week. I have mm -hmm. the kids fill in a mental health check-in. Um, so. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It'd be fun to share little wins too, you know, take a minute at the end of class and does anybody have a win that they want to share just so they can feel good about something and share that with their peers. That's so a that great their peers idea. Can feel good with them too. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and you could ask them to share something maybe that isn't a win that they're not happy about, but they might be a little bit more hesitant to do that. Um, as a group. So I love the idea of having the mental health check-in so they can they can write that down. And they can always write notes to you too. If they know that you're okay with them, just slipping a little note to you when they're not feeling great about something, um, you know, it goes back to the relationships that they feel comfortable doing that with you. And when they're having a bad day, they could slip you a little note just to let you know. Yeah. Or if, or if you're worried that they're not quite there with you yet just put mm -hmm. a note box like on mm -hmm. a bookshelf or something um mm -hmm. and have a slit on the top where they can leave notes as they're like walking around the room or leaving the room or something like that and then make sure you check it every day or every other you know day once a week or something so that you're getting those notes that they do leave mm, that's an awesome idea great so building a positive and inclusive classroom doesn't have to be difficult. Just remember to create routines, build relationships, and celebrate wins. By building these three things into your repertoire, you'll be building a positive classroom culture. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your time, and we hope to see you again at the Teaching Toolbox, a podcast for middle school teachers. If you want more support on building a positive classroom culture, 
please check out the Colorado Classroom blog. I've got a blog post on positive classroom culture, and we'll link it in the show notes. Thank you so much. See you next time. You just listened to The Teaching Toolbox. Follow them on your favorite platform for more episodes and share it with a friend.